0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to What You Doin', a Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast. It is me, Agent F, aka Felipe, and I'm here with my lovely crew, the Ferb to my Phineas. We have Will, aka Davis comma Will. How are you doing, Will?
1: I'm doing great. I'm ready, ready to to take over the the tri state area with this podcast here, the the podcastinator.
0: Yes, um, the podcastinator. Very exactly. excited. And someone whose appearance was very unexpected. And by that, I mean completely expected. It's Navi.
2: (laughs) Hello. Thanks for having me on. I'm happy to talk about Phineas and Ferb. And I'm just excited to get right into it.
0: Yeah. I am super looking forward to this. Uh, This honestly started as a joke. But then as the months kept going by, I was like, no, this needs to be a reality. And I got two great people on my side uh we won't we i know what we're going to do today and it's going to be we're going to be podcasting so first off who are you people introduce yourselves
2: Uh,
1: You can go
2: ahead, Navi, if you want. Oh, okay. So hi, I'm Navi. Uh, I guess uh, how I got into the show would be a good way to sort of introduce myself, so to speak. Um, So I was uh, pretty much on the bandwagon from season one. I wouldn't say I was like a day one watcher, but um, it was always just playing on Family Channel, which is Canada's equivalent of Disney Channel. And I just always enjoyed the show. It was different from the other animated kids shows that were on there and that like, I found that the humor was very quick and witty and that it just, uh, the jokes would land and they would just completely uh, no, no not pause on the jokes at all and just keep going. There was no room to breathe. And I really appreciated it. I think it lends really well to a rewatch. So that's why I'm excited to uh, take part in this podcast. I don't know if that was good enough, but well. that was fantastic. That was I was. It was great.
0: It's great. I love getting to know more about my friends because, like, I would say that we're friends, but we don't know much about each other yet. And I feel like this is part of the excitement of the podcast, getting to know my friends better.
2: Yeah, I mean, yes. most of our interactions have been me yelling at the both of you in uh, these <laughs> games that we play, so.
0: Yes, in Among Us and Wheel Jam. Um, sometimes Navi has her wine, sometimes she doesn't. But she's always yelling at us.
2: Yes. <laughs> always be yelling. Um,
0: yeah. Um, do you want to go next, or should I go, Will? Uh, sure,
1: sure. Uh, so I'm, I'm Will Davis, Davis comma Will, as, as my uh, social media would suggest uh i i do math for a living but like as a student um i i sometimes write funny songs about survivor um and yeah so i i also i i think i was like a day one watcher of this show it was it was popular i was right around the age to be watching disney channel when it was on uh and i i think i i started from the beginning it was one of those uh like navi said that that it felt like a very smart kids show that, that it's it's definitely a show made for kids but but it, it it feels like like very smart and there's a lot of like subtle jokes in there that i definitely didn't get at the time um that i that i really enjoyed i don't know that i finished the series whenever it was on tv uh, I don't know if I was able to keep up through through all four seasons of it while I was while it was on TV. So I'm very excited to to hopefully see new things on uh, in the show. Um, I definitely did did get back into the show. I, I started a rewatch of this uh, a few months ago, and then sort of sort of paused the rewatch whenever we decided to do this podcast, um, all because of TikTok. Uh, uh, the, one of the creators of the show, Dan Pavanmayer, he he's got a, a pretty decent following on tiktok and he's he's uh, a very fun follow he he one of the creators of the show also the voice of dr doofenshmirtz uh he he's really really got me into wanting to watch the show again just hearing him talk about the show
0: yeah no i think there's definitely been a resurgence with it being on disney plus now and then tiktok bringing back a lot of nostalgia baked um Properties from our youths. Uh, so, my mm-hmm. backstory is I was more of a Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network kid compared to Disney Channel. And it wasn't until I went to Disney World and at the hotel they were playing Disney Channel during breakfast. And I remember there was Phineas and Ferb and Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. And then that was kind of my entry point. And then when I got home, I was like obsessed with the Disney Channel afterwards. Um, Not to say that I was uncultured. I definitely grew up on the High School Musical and that was a few years prior and Camp Rock and all that jazz. But Phineas and Ferb was really like the entry point to the television realm of Disney Channel. Um, And I just think the show is really smart and really quirky in a way that a lot of kids shows um, aren't. Like, I feel like it's easy to rewatch as an adult and the adults around you enjoy it as compared to like other shows that might be, they'll watch it, but they're not as invested when their kids are watching as like Phineas and Ferb. I feel like my mom loves Perry, the platypus. Um, And and who doesn't? (laughs) Agent P is a rock star. Um, But so, yeah. And then with Disney plus, I watched a few of the, they had a movie this summer that I watched. Um, And the Disney plus era has really just reinvigorated a love that I did not remember having as a child for Buford so I'm excited to get to know my man Buford better on this rewatch um but yeah that's kind of my backstory with Phineas and Ferb also the songs the songs slap Yes, they're hard. so
1: good there's so many of them I like I I, I see so many like again TikTok videos of people who are like ranking all of the best Phineas and Ferb songs and even these videos like don't even like they leave out so many of them because the, there's just too many to, to talk about in a one minute video. That, that it's something I definitely want to keep track of. is, is all the best songs. I agree a
0: hundred percent. Every time I see an escalator, I just think of the cows going up the escalator song <laughs> the, in the mall. And that's the one that like, even when I wasn't watching Phineas and when those like periods that it was either not accessible or I had phased out it, like that song has always stuck with me. And then obviously there's so many, I'm, I don't want to start singing them all and get taken down for copyright but um i just love the show and like will i actually have never seen the ending so i've seen the ending clip because we definitely talked mm. about this one time uh like the last scene in Phineas and infer we we had talked about that in college one time my friends and i but we i've never seen how it ends so i'm interested
1: yeah i'm, I'm excited i'm excited to get into this yes. so, so- disney plus breaks these up it, it, it's it's a little weird like if you look at like a list of um all of the episodes on on like a wikipedia or something that like that versus uh looking at it on disney plus so if if you're following along with us on the rewatch i think we're gonna mostly stick with with how the disney plus has it set up so so we watched technically two episodes today yeah but really it's packaged in one half hour and I believe
0: uh, the production for these episodes were back to back, even though the air dates were very separated. Like, so mm. Roller Coaster was in August 2007, and then Candace Losing Her Head first aired in February of 2008. But I think they were the first two produced. Um, yeah, you can I even see it with Phineas's voice. I feel like that's like mm, it yeah. changes over the course of the series, and you can like hear
1: it. Those two are very distinct in that episode. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I remember there being some some issue over the summer where I think originally the episodes were ordered by air date and and the people who made the show wanted them to reorder it by like production code. And I think that I think they're in the right order now for what the the creators intended it to be.
0: Okay, that's good that we're following the creators vision. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the first one we're going to talk about is roller coaster, which I feel like everyone knows is the first episode of Phineas and Ferb, regardless of the production order stuff. That one, because they reference it multiple times mm-hmm. throughout the series. I think they do really? a musical episode. Yeah, mm. really,
1: really an iconic episode. Uh, it's it's it, like this. This is the one where like you say Phineas and Ferb. Like this is sort of the first episode I think of. Is like is sort of like the canonical Phineas and Ferb episode.
2: Yeah. yeah, and it does a really good job of setting up what the gags are, uh, what the formula is for the show. And I, I know a lot of pilots tend to be kind of shaky. I think it does a pretty good job of setting up what you can expect from the show.
1: Uh-huh. I
0: agree 100%. Um, so just a quick summary for those who didn't watch. Phineas and Ferb, they have a whole summer and they acknowledge that in the opening. And Phineas is like, let's make a roller coaster. So they decide to make a roller coaster. Meanwhile, Doofenshmirtz has put the town in tin foil to try to magnetize it to reverse the polarity. I don't understand what the purpose was. Like it wasn't very clear to me, but I didn't take very detailed notes on that. And then uh, Candace is in charge and she shows, she tries to get her mom to see the roller coaster and the poster, but things keep disappearing. And a very important part of this podcast is going to be discussing
1: the gaslighting that happens with Candace throughout the series. Yeah, we we definitely have to keep up with the the Candace gaslight watch, which is really like like one of the most like you re- in the same way where where like you watch SpongeBob and you get older and you can kind of understand where Squidward's coming from mm-hmm. that he has these annoying neighbors. It's it's definitely a, a, a similar thing with Candace that like she is very obviously being gaslit uh, just by the general circumstances and and you really feel bad for the, the keeping track of like the ways in which she is very much right but but things like change while she's not looking or so it's is like uh, you, you definitely feel for her in in those moments
2: yeah it's pretty bad. I hope Phineas and ferber uh couching her uh therapy bill there, so oh, yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they especially with all the gadgets they can create, they could probably get some good money for Candace's therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do what do we want to talk about with this episode? Do we want to start like by talking about the cast that they have or do we want to just talk about the episode first and then touch on the cast later cuz this is some big names that they have for the
1: cast. Yeah, we can we can get into the cast before before we get into the episode for sure. I think I think de- definitely like right off the top it has got to be got to be Ashley Tisdale.
0: Yeah, Miss yep. Sharpe Evans, the biggest name
1: in the group,
2: and Maddie Fitzpatrick from uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody.
0: Yes, uh, we love Ashley Tisdale. And now she's on the mass Dancer. I want to say she's yeah. on one of the Masked yeah. properties. She's
1: a, she's a judge on the mass Dancer. I think you're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but obviously. A plus casting there. She's the voice of Candace. Um, other Disney Channel stars include Allison Stoner and Mitchell Musso as uh, Isabella and Jeremy. Uh, and was Allison Stoner in this first episode? It didn't sound like quintessential Isabella, but might have. Yeah,
1: been. all like all of them sounded younger than they usually do. So it was hard. It was hard to tell for me if that actually was Allison Stoner. I think it was, but I'm yeah. I'm I'm not hundred percent sure.
0: I think yeah, it was too, but I wouldn't oh. be
2: surprised if, like in uh, engineering, they put a bunch of filters on them to make them sound younger. True,
1: mm-hmm.
0: true, true. Um, we got Vincent Martella and Thomas Sangster.
1: I never knew the name of Ferb. So, so <laughs> Thomas Thomas Brody Sangster, who plays Ferb, which one? Credits to this dude because he has. Oh like, my god! He has like one line per episode and still probably gets paid the same uh but he's he's the boy in love actually
0: i was going to uh, i just looked at his face on wikipedia and, and i was like and oh my god is, i know you
1: he is uh most recently he was in the queen's gambit uh and he hey. was really great in the queen's gambit He's the he, guy with the hat
0: he was also jojen in game of thrones and he had a cameo in star wars the force awakens wow this this man's getting paid
1: yeah that's another another great thing about about Ferb's character it's like the first thing that that Phineas ever says about Ferb is that he's he's a man of action he doesn't he doesn't like to say anything I think he he says this whenever Ferb like hits himself with a hammer I think or something like that um but 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 it's it's this is a show that sort of thrives on running gags whether whether it's you know the same sort of plot outline for every episode or or um certain like quirks in people's speech but one of those one of those running gags is that Ferb has at most like two lines in an episode
0: yeah but he always has like one of the zingers I feel like of every episode the good line like, yeah he, he gets mm-hmm. good lines mm-hmm. um have you just going back to love actually have you seen those like memes that are like prince harry and Meghan markle were the kids in love actually
1: so i'm afraid to say this publicly i haven't actually seen the movie me neither
0: okay well (laughs) never mind (laughs) listeners if you've seen the movie
2: Is that the one where they uh, at the end where the guy shows up with like his thing and is like trying to woo back his lover who's like with another dude? Is that it, or is that something else?
0: I don't know if that's specific enough for me to t- answer the question.
2: <laughs> I, th-
1: I think it. I think that's one of the few things I know about love. Actually, he's yeah. got like the like the poster board with with yeah. words right. Yeah. Back in the day, like...
2: Everyone thought it was super sweet, and now people are like, ah, oh, he's like a homewrecker, she's like ruining her relationship with her boyfriend.
0: And yeah. Stuff how i describe love actually is like the first of those movies that have multiple storylines that all come together at the end mm, yeah, yeah. So it's that, very
2: much it's an one ensemble piece like the, very the much
1: valentine's day New yeah New Year's Eve kind of movies
0: yep uh but yeah so who is this what's vincent martella been in besides phineas and ferb
2: um, well, what I know him from is he voices one of the main characters in the video game Final Fantasy 13. He plays Hope S Time. That's the only hmm. place I know him from. Um, but maybe both of you know him from like television or movies or something like that.
1: Um, um go ahead. Pretty much Phineas and Ferb is what I know. It looks like he was, he was a, a character in Everybody Hates Chris, like the like Chris's friend, maybe yeah he was also
0: in some batman stuff uh looks like
1: a lot a lot of voice work and then that tv show
0: and an appearance in the walking dead as pat there you go
1: there you go
0: but mostly Phineas and ferb and final fantasy credits on here um but yeah so at least he's making some coins yeah um and then i feel like we can't go any further without talking about d bradley baker uh who voices the legendary parrot the platypus and i know he's voiced so many other cartoon animals whether it be appa from avatar or momo from avatar or (laughs) let (laughs) me i know he he does all of these definitely uh,
1: he's definitely one of like the big icons in the voice acting world for sure
0: yeah uh he a lot of fairly odd parents stuff uh, Invader Zim. Conan, he, he and he doesn't just do animals. He does he does humans and other talking creatures. But I feel like his bread and butter is the animals.
1: Mm-hmm. He's he's good at just like making random sounds. Like I, I don't know I don't know how people do this this Perry the platypus noise. I, I wish I could. I've 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 uh, seen people who are able to like do the <laughs> the the noise, but but I'm not one of those people, and I wish I were one of those people.
0: Same. Um, and then just like some random sporadic casting throughout, like we get Richard O'Brien from the Rocky Horror Show, like the creator. He is uh, Lawrence Fletcher, uh, Caroline Ray as Linda Flynn Fletcher. That's, mm. a, that's a tongue twister. Um, but, and we don't meet them in this episode, but Buford is played by Bobby Gaylor and uh, Baljeet is played by Malik Pancholi. Uh, Jack McBrayer's in this? yeah i did not remember oh the fan site creator okay yeah so just lots of lots of people uh, and madison pettis is addison sweetener so lots of disney channel stars plus random appearances mm-hmm. but yeah so do you want to talk about the
1: roller coaster episode yeah let's get into the roller coaster okay yeah So we so we we definitely start with uh, so the two boys are like under under the tree in their backyard uh, and they're like uh, you know I'm, I'm very bored uh, and then then Phineas Phineas starts off right away saying something that like kind of clues you into the fact that this is gonna be a smart show he says like um, boredom is something up with which I will not put mm-hmm. so it's, it's like very like verbose way of phrasing this just saying like I don't want to be bored. That like you know right away these are supposed to be smart kids.
0: Yeah. Um. um this is gonna be like a common theme for this first episode, just the roller coaster part. I feel like Phineas was a tin. That's not a word. A smidge unlikable, compared to oh, like his later incarnations.
1: A little bit. Um, yeah. It's definitely like like. Um. Yeah, I I remember like like later later episodes it feeling like it wasn't necessarily Phineas and Ferb's fault that that Candace was being gaslit so much um but this this there was more like circumstance usually is is what what gets Candace but but this time it felt like they had a more like active role in in that
0: agreed yeah um but this is they decide to build a roller coaster and there was even the commentary of like how are we supposed to have oh no that might be at the end of the episode but it was like how are we supposed to distract ourselves all summer and then that's kind of like the premise Mm, of the show uh navi what did you think when they were like let's build a roller coaster
2: well I, i understand the appeal of roller coasters for some people i am personally not one of those people who enjoys uh well amusement rights in general i don't think i've ever actually been on a roller coaster Mm. um i'm more of a walking around epcot kind of gal Mm. so
0: see uh, i'm both i like a good roller coaster
1: would you you like the roller coaster that they they show them at the at the state fair and it's like they go on this (laughs) roller coaster it's like one bump and he's like oh yeah that was super lame
2: uh maybe but I think even that's a bit too extreme for me so I think I'll
0: the bar hopping at Epcot doing the drinks of the world I feel like that's not yes uh
2: that is my bread and butter that is my jam I don't have to go on scary rides I just eat food and cry that's the best way to go about these things
0: relatable speaking of Epcot though before we transition did you ever do the Perry the Platypus game that they have at Epcot where you like rent a cell phone or something and then each country you have a different mission and then when you're done with your they have like little hidden areas where they tell you to put the phone so no one sees you but then they also have like little animatronic par- like in the paris one there's like the eiffel tower and if you click on a button they'll be like look up and then you see perry shoot down i think yeah I so think I'm- I- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go
2: ahead will. oh no I was about to say I am aware that Epcot has done Phineas and Ferb uh attractions I guess uh but I haven't been to Epcot uh I live in the middle of nowhere so I'd probably go to like I don't know a dinky version of Epcot around me somewhere but that's my uh extent of my experience with Epcot will go ahead
1: no one of these days we'll have to we'll have to take the podcast to Epcot once once yes we're allowed to safely um oh yeah you 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 brought up this memory in me that i forgot that i had uh that i i think i definitely did play this game at epcot but i totally forgot it was a thing yeah i remember like going around and like scanning different things and oh man that was it was so much fun
0: yeah and then doofenshmirtz appears in every country and has something related to each country um and he talks about china in the next episode that we'll talk about too like he but let, just wanted to throw that in there while we were talking about epcot and yeah. Phineas and ferb but um so where were we in the episode
1: so so we got our first i know what we're gonna do today they decide to build a roller coaster and this is this is where um their mom linda she she's she needs to go to the grocery store. Um, and so she's, she's not going to be able to watch Phineas and Ferb and, and Candace really wants to be in charge. Um, and this is, this is one of my, one of my favorite running bits is whenever they, they she tells Candace that she's in charge conditionally and, mm-hmm. and that she keeps bringing up over and over again that she's conditionally in charge. Uh, she says something like if, if a satellite falls to the ground, sure, you're in charge. And, and Candace takes that to mean I'm in charge conditionally and she kind of like like it comes across like she's kind of whispering on off to the side like like she definitely thinks the important part is i'm in charge and then like in parentheses in the little fine print conditionally
0: Uh, yeah the conditional statement is one of my favorite parts of this episode that she'll always have to be like well in case of a meteor then you're in charge but Poor Candace. She like if she just looked out the window while she was on her phone call with Stacy,
1: she yeah. Could have had I, proof. I, I tried to I tried to keep notes of this of like all of the stuff they walked by her with she she was on the phone and and you know they they walked by with like wheelbarrows full of wood and then wheelbarrows full full of metal and then something that looked like plumbing maybe
0: yeah oh, and, then, and, a and lion. then a lion
1: and a cage yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the lion growls and then. Candace is like, well, you keep it down on there. I am on the phone. And I remember that from like childhood, either, whether it's the commercials, I feel like they played that clip a lot. Um, so yeah. So, and then Candace runs off to the grocery store.
1: Is this when that happens? Um, yeah, I, I don't know if we see her run off here. I, don't, I didn't write down when that happens. I know at some point Candace meets uh, their mom at the grocery store to try and convince her to come home. This is yeah. this moment is where we get our first uh, instance of the line that is the namesake of this podcast. We get we get Isabella Garcia Shapiro showing up and asking Phineas what's you doing. And I didn't I didn't realize at the time um, that she actually has like hearts in her eyes whenever she's saying this the first
0: time. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. I didn't even know that it was an episode one thing that she started saying that. But no, they had her her gag ready every episode
1: um uh, yeah so i i knew it was like like a recurring storyline that you could kind of tell that isabella had a crush on phineas i didn't know it was, was this overt about it right off the bat
0: yeah navi what, what did you remember isabella having the crush on phineas as early as episode one and having that that line from episode one
2: yeah, I did end up remembering. I think her crush on Phineas has been always been sort of a core part of her character and her role in the show. Uh, I, I think it's really cute. Um, I think later on, though, we'll kind of see her branching out from beyond that sort of thing. Like right now, she does not pass the Bechdel test. Uh, yeah. But uh, oh, I am, I am excited to talk about her. I do think she's a really adorable character. Um, her voice is really sweet. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. for her voice acting is really well done by Allison Soner, as you've mentioned before. So um, I'm glad that we're finally talking about Isabella here.
0: Yeah. And Isabella, what I remembered from Isabella is that she's kind of a badass with her fire squad, mm. um, fire safety squad. They are always like, whenever there's a fight sort of action scene, they're the ones doing it wow, the guys are building their roller coaster or like when they're distracting Candace in the second episode, it's them doing it. It's not Phineas and Ferb. So I just remember yeah. her being like
1: really on top of that. Definitely like the the more they show her as like the leader of the Fireside Girls, it's like the, the better her character gets. That it's it's a very fun character to watch.
2: Mm-hmm. I will say one thing before we move on is before Candace like rides on her bike to go to uh, the grocery store to tell her mom about what Phineas and Ferb are doing. She's telling them, you are going down, 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 D-O-W-N, down. I've always <laughs> used that line in any sort of confrontation that I'm, I'm not in confrontations often because I'm usually stuck in Among up. Us. Okay. Yes, in Among Us. I will say that to everyone. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I remember. I would say that to my own younger brother as well. So it was a very re- relatable quote, and I'm glad that it's still relevant to me all these years later. Just wanted yeah. to point that
0: out. This show has some great quotes besides the songs. They have some memorable quotes as well, not just like the the recurring ones, but there'll be some that I'll be like, "Oh my god, I remember this." Um, should we transition to the Doofenshmirtz and Perry? Yeah, plot? this is this, yes. this is
1: where we first start seeing that that Perry this this household pet is not just a pet but it's actually also a secret agent like the the first instance of him him meeting up with with Doofenshmirtz's plans
0: yes and Doofenshmirtz one of my all-time favorite characters um I love so many characters on the show but Doofenshmirtz and his backstories and his campiness has always stuck with me Mm -hmm. over the years as something that I remember fondly and I, I didn't remember that I didn't remember that he the oh Perry the Platypus you've come and I this is very unexpected just kidding it's very expected I didn't remember that part of every episode but I feel like now I remember everything and it's yeah just so I much fun. I have
1: uh w- later we'll we'll get into our rankings of things but in in my uh ranking spreadsheet I have a separate tab that I have labeled the uh, and by I mean. Uh, so, so he in in this first episode, he says, "Ah, Perry the Platypus, your your presence is uh, complete uh, un, unexpected." And by unexpected, I mean, I mean completely, completely expected. expected.
0: Then he hits the um, arms button and locks Perry in. Yeah. Um, and as he's going on with his evil plot, so he wrapped the tinfoil, the town in tinfoil to reverse the polarity. I had to be upset because his machine is not called an enator. Yeah. yeah i
1: was it's upset the
2: it's called the magnetism magnifier is what he calls it
1: i was heartbroken <laughs> like uh, yeah of, of all the other things they were they they started with the running bits like right away that i i think it i guess it took them a couple episodes before they realized hey it'd be funny if everything is an inator
0: yeah um but in the next one he does have an innator but it's so it's like the drillinator and yeah the drillinators it's not different super different. it's like a start but we still have ways to go until we get right to... mm-hmm. but can someone explain to me what he was trying to do exactly why was he trying to magnetize the town
1: yeah this this was the thing that uh it doesn't make sense to me because i i feel like i remember as a kid that that Most of the thing, like so, it's always Perry the Platypus fighting with Doctor Doofenshmirtz, and and I thought that usually it's it's Perry the Platypus who's like foiling Doctor Doofenshmirtz's plan. No, no pun intended. Um, But uh, in this, in both of these episodes, Perry like didn't even do anything to stop him. He he was the one who just like saved him from his own dumb plan going bad. Uh, so he said what his plan was that that he somehow covered the entire eastern seaboard in tinfoil, and he was gonna gonna use this big magnet to to pull the eastern seaboard west, and that was gonna make the earth rotate backwards. Um, and I don't know how he thought that was gonna work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Clearly, very well thought out from Dupin shirts, I will say. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to touch on before we continue on is back when Perry was getting the mission details from, I believe Major Major is the character's name. Yeah. Major
1: monogram. Yeah.
0: Major, Major monogram. monogram okay.
2: Yes. Um, Who has yes, a mustache yeah.
0: almost as cool as Will's?
2: Oh yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> is he your inspiration in uh, facial grooming?
1: Uh, him, him, or Waluigi? <laughs> as long as it's not Wario. Me and that,
0: me and that clown, have some beef from the post-show recaps Discord.
1: Yeah, me yeah. and Warrior, I, gonna, I, he's going to take all of our podcast coins. Never yeah,
2: that I, uh, the reason why I brought up the major monogram thing is that uh, when he was showing the picture of Doofenshmirtz, instead of something sort of menacing, it's just him like posing like with his <laughs> hands folded <laughs> under his chin as if it's like his like dating profile picture. And it got me wondering what dating app would Doofenshmirtz use? Because he is single throughout the course of this show. Is he a hinge yes. guy? Is he on bumble? Ooh. Is he Tinder? Maybe grinder.
1: No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do they do they have like a like a dating app for super villains? Like a like a villainsonly.com or or something like this? And
0: how did the Kristen Wiggs character and Gru from Despicable Me? How did they meet? That's Ooh, like some villains know. uh shenanigans. Huh he would Please. probably designed his own dating app yeah it's, yeah, it's, be it's, it's his the dating plans. appinator
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah but uh, and then he would delete he would get thwarted because uh they would want to date his
1: brother not him mm, His 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 brother the mayor yeah yeah, yeah um, we
2: will get into uh, Doofenshmirtz's uh, like tragic anime backstory as we go along with the series, yes. which, by the way, is like I am so excited about. But anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I found it to be utterly hilarious, um, if, that if, picture.
0: If we can get 100 Twitter followers on our Whatcha <laughs> Doin podcast Twitter, <laughs> I will make a Tinder account for Dr.
1: Doofenshmirtz.
2: Ooh. <laughs> and you use that exact picture?
1: Yes, this, yes. This, I didn't even I didn't even realize that bit watching the episode. I'll have to go back and see because I know the, he went on a. This is very funny.
0: I remember him going on a date with Linda in a flashback, but uh-huh. I don't remember. And he he obviously is a parent. He is father of Vanessa, a queen, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. I don't think we ever meet Vanessa's mother. Or
1: well, no,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: No, we I, meet her. We, oh we yeah, because she Vanessa she, wants to buns with Linda. Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Charlene, voiced by uh, Oscar winner Allison Janney,
0: I believe. Oh wow. wow! There you go. Yeah. She needs some verb with the the connects, but Alice yeah, no. From this
2: mom.
0: Allison Janney from. Uh, the episode of Lost with the <laughs> with the, the episode <laughs> of
1: Lost with Allison Janney.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, the West Wing. Also, what else is she in?
2: I Tanya. In mom. Oh yes.
0: Yeah. Mom. Classic mom. Um, but yes yeah, so where were we? we he wants to get we got the, oh also missing from this episode Carl yes. uh, yeah we
1: we don't we don't get Carl yet we don't get Valjeet and we don't get Buford yet uh, which, they're coming which, though uh, yeah I mean I, I guess it's fair you can't give us everyone in episode one you gotta introduce some characters later on but uh, those are definitely, definitely some people we want to watch out for who are definitely fun to watch
0: yeah um. So, this is the point. No, I I, I didn't write down beats for this episode because I like I said I got lost in the uh yeah, the episode. So
1: right after is that this at the market, the supermarket? Um. Yeah, I don't remember which happens first, either either the supermarket or. Um, somewhere in here we we get the beat where we we get our first uh, aren't you a little young yes beat where where they're in in one of the parts store they're they're like trying to rent some some heavy machinery um and the guy's like aren't aren't you a little young to be to be building a roller coaster and he says yes yes i am and this this yes yes i am line is definitely one of those one of those lines that comes up a lot we even this
0: Sorry, go got a, we even got a tease at the supermarket when Linda was like, "Aren't they a little young to be building a roller coaster?" And then yeah. smash cut to um, Phineas and the the engineer guy.
1: Something something I I only noticed because I follow him on TikTok is is that this the voice of this engineer guy is Dan Povenmire in in his his regular voice.
0: Does he do it for Um,
1: every episode? I I don't think he does it for every one, but he definitely did this one. Okay. Um which makes sense. You you have the the creator of the show do the first one. You don't you don't want to pay a voice actor for an unproven show yet.
0: Is he the voice of Doofenshmirtz or is that Swampy? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Dan Pavenmeyer is the voice of Doofenshmirtz. Swampy does um I think like the drummer from Love Handle. Okay. I (laughs) think Oh uh, Swampy also does major monogram. Yeah. Um, yeah that's probably his his bigger role for sure my beef with this scene is so so the, you know he says aren't you a little young to build a roller coaster he says, yes yes i am here's the permits and and he says i've never seen permits r- filled out in crayon before and i'm like i i get the deal that these are kids however if they're if they're smart enough that they can like build an entire roller coaster and it's got like fake snakes and a corkscrew that goes over the highway don't they have a pen somewhere yeah
0: i feel like so how old are they supposed to be nine
1: um i know they're they're so i i looked this up on the phineas and Ferb wiki and it said probably somewhere between nine and 12 but definitely less than 15 okay yeah yeah, because because this this uh second part of the episode we'll get into candace's birthday but it's candace's 15th birthday they're definitely younger than candace
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: so i'm thinking i feel
0: like unless you were using them for like a project or something i feel a pen they could use a pen or at least the colored pencil i feel like a crayon is more like five to seven and then the colored pencil is the next evolution of artistry but don't test me with a good time because I love a good crayon. Crayola yeah. moment.
2: I will say, it's not that they filled out the permits with the crayon. They basically wrote their own permits with the yeah. crayon. <laughs> I think if you like <laughs> go back and look at it, they just made their own permits and they're like, okay, yeah. I guess this will work.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I think it says like building permit in big crayon or something. like
0: that. With the backwards L. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> the little touches. Um, but yeah, so... I I love that gag like so many gags throughout the show uh that we can keep track of but now
1: I think I think now is when we get into our our first instance of the of the Candace Gaslight watch absolutely when when Candace shows up to to tell her mom about about the roller coaster
0: so Phineas and Ferb stack they have posters I don't think it's even them it might be just be like they're their friends that go put the poster up
2: yeah so uh like the kids who see the poster they they take the poster thinking that oh we'll get a discount if we present them the poster and I'm like I wouldn't give you a discount if you took the poster (laughs) off because you're taking less eyes off it less people are gonna know if you take the poster off and they can't see it also another grievance I kind of had was why didn't Candace take the poster off to show her mom?
0: <laughs> okay, this gets into one of my points that I have for all episodes, but specifically the next one. Why didn't Candace just take a photo? Literally, all her problems solved is she takes some photographs.
1: I th- is Does that happen in a later episode where she like tries to take a photo, but like her finger's over the lens or something like
0: that? Maybe, but
1: like it definitely it definitely could solve a lot of problems that is for sure
0: <laughs> it's just and i know smartphones probably weren't a thing but candace has a cell phone and it has a camera
1: uh but th- this is where like uh, it's it's not only the the circumstances that 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 get candace but you can tell like she's definitely done this before and linda's kind of tired of it mm-hmm. i think someone mentions earlier in the episode about like Phineas and Ferb had some like juggling monkeys or something like that. Uh, and, and Candace was trying to stop them and, and of course, couldn't do it in time. Um, but this, this is where, so, so Candace comes over, she says, see mom, I'm not crazy. And she points at the post on the wall where the, where the poster used to be and it's mm-hmm. not there anymore and she screams at it. And, and Linda's like, you're right, a crazy person wouldn't scream at the, at the wall like that. I'll I'll be over in the dairy section if you want to yell at some cheese.
2: Yeah. I will say <laughs> Linda has some great lines. I forgot yeah. how snarky
0: she was. I legitimately laughed out loud, even though we shouldn't be laughing at Candace in that moment. But, but also the animators did a great job capturing like Candace's shock. She's like mm-hmm. she was very shook when the poster was not there, and she was just staring at the wall absent-minded and linda was like i'll be in the dairy section if you want to scream at some cheese and i <laughs>
1: lost it <laughs> it's such a savage line but but one where we're like you have to even feel for candace even more it's like she's not wrong here and and not only are people not believing her they're making fun of her for it too yeah um so i think now is now is when when we start to get our our love actually two storylines intertwining together where where the doofenshmirtz's plan has not worked the ball of foil is is coming at the the top floor of doofenshmirtz evil incorporated and and you know in a very like i i in my notes i wrote this as a as a helicopter ex machina where there's just some helicopter shows up and Perry decides to like attach the magnet to the to the helicopter and fly away.
0: Yeah, and we didn't even talk about the fact that Perry saw a loose screw, kicked it at different Schmertz, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you missed!" And then it bounces up and like lands on different Schmertz's foot, and then he stumbles into the arms button. Mm-hmm. Is that how it happens? Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so, some some series of of, of uh, physical comedy for sure. Yeah.
0: And then Diffin Schmerz is like, thank you, Perry the platypus, for saving my life. I will be working on a Doofenshmirtz impression. It won't be the best, <laughs> Perfect. but it'll be something. Um, but and then Perry the platypus just like yeets off into the helicopter and is like, curse you, Perry the platypus, because then the giant tinfoil ball hits him.
1: Uh-huh. And also
2: destroys the Defunct Evil Incorporated building. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't remember that
1: happening. Like they, they must be doing serious construction on this building for it just to like be fixed. Also, he has a penthouse. Like, is this whole building
0: his, <laughs> or is this just like the top floor?
2: Yeah, it,
1: there are definitely a lot of questions of where, where maybe, he gets his money.
2: Well, maybe he leases the bottom floors out,
1: or yeah. sublets mm. them
2: plus isn't it implied in some of the later episodes that his ex-wife is kind of loaded and so he gets like spousal support from mm, her this I, I project you're right yeah
0: yeah uh, i just i just love different so much i'm excited to get more into him as we move forward and even make him a oh, tinder profile for him
2: oh yes
1: yeah so the the helicopter it takes the magnet and and the the Magnet magnificator, I don't remember the name. I should have written it down. Um, but uh, and and it 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 latches on to the roller coaster itself, and this is where things really go go off the rails, so to speak, uh, with with the roller coaster. And I think this this is the part where we're like um, like you mentioned earlier, Phineas seeming more unlikable like this. this scene is is where i felt that it was the initial (laughs) under
0: the tree stuff when he was kind of complaining a little bit and then this scene but then he wins me back by the end Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Yeah. so so the heli uh, the helicopter picks up the roller coaster the roller coaster goes off the rails uh and and phineas just says something like oh i don't remember this part in the blueprints
0: yeah and uh, then they go they go to different locations they go to what's the, the slushy burger uh-huh. they go there and then they go to in paris there's a croissant stand and he says anybody want a croissant like carl weiser
1: in that <laughs> meme are you gonna finish that croissant <laughs> not as, not as good as as the carl Weezer croissant voice but still yeah i don't know that you, that i've heard the word croissant not sound funny
0: yeah Navi, how do you say croissant?
2: I just say croissant, though I'm sure the, the French Canadians would probably say croissant or something in a French Canadian accent. I'm sure yeah. they're very uh, offended by our uh, terrible attempts to pronounce this properly. Yeah,
0: yeah. but if if they want to teach us how to say it, just write us an email, shoot us a Twitter message. We'll read it and take your feedback. Um, and then then they go to the moon or they
1: go to space, yeah, they 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 go in like like Teddy Roosevelt's glasses at one point on yeah. Mount Rushmore, which is I guess foreshadowing and, to the next episode.
0: I have lots of thoughts on the whole location of everything, but Oh, yes. oh yeah.
1: Uh but yeah, then then they go into space and then and, and, and... the
0: little satellite goes by and Phineas is like, "You know Candace is in charge conditionally <laughs> if this crashes into Earth."
1: Yeah. A really really good callback there.
2: Yeah, I know we're supposed to suspend our disbelief, the, but those children should be dead. By that yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, like the- that's
0: another unlikable line, though. Phineas saying they all signed waivers for this. I was like, uh, the the
1: one the one that I thought was most unlikable was when they're crashing back to Earth, and Phineas is like, you know, we should have charged more.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's pretty like ambivalent about the whole thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, But it's, it's like for, for as smart as these boys are supposed to be, uh, it doesn't seem like safety is a very high priority. No, I don't think it happens been... to work
0: out. Those two and Perry definitely weren't wearing seatbelts, but everyone else was. Um, and then Perry lands there at one point, And then they turn around. He's like, oh, there you are, Perry. Nice hat, Isabella. Because Perry put the hat on Isabella. Uh-huh. Um, then they crash land into the tree.
1: Yeah, yeah, you you get another another moment somewhere in there where, um, Candace is trying to point the roller coaster out to their mom, but then the magnet picks it up away before before she can see it. That's also on the on the Candace gaslight watch. And then the last one where she's like, um, mom, well, "If we're on mom. that roller coaster, then <laughs> then we're gonna beat them home. Uh, so let's let's get home before they do, and we'll see that they're not home." Uh, but then they somehow get get home before before they do anyway,
0: and all the kids are just somehow in the tree. But those two were on the floor. Yeah, perfect timing. Poor Candace. Yeah. Any any thoughts on the roller coaster episode? Anyone, or do we want to go to Candace's? That's it.
1: That's that's all I have. I think I think we hit all the beats. I yeah. I also I also see. Oh oh, we get we get Ferb's. We get Ferb's one line in there where, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, uh, Isabella says something like, uh, "You should you should teach Perry to do tricks," and and Finneas says, "Oh, he's he's a platypus. They don't do much." And then and then Ferb's one line of the episode is, "You know, they're the only mammals to lay eggs."
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then Phineas is like, "Maybe he'll lay an egg. Who knows?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think there
1: isn't there an episode later where he does lay an egg.
2: I believe so. It's been a hot minute since yeah, I've we we'll it. We'll see when we get there.
0: Yeah, yeah, like Navi, I haven't rewatched the show in a while, so mm-hmm. we'll see when we get there. Um, I but- will
2: say uh, another moment that was kind of sweet was when Phineas was like, oh, you know, it's great having a brother like Ferb to do this with. It, it was just a really mm-hmm. nice moment in an otherwise uh, very, uh, I guess, polarizing uh, Phineas episode, safe to say. Is that yeah. fair to say?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think he he definitely will grow in the character that in into the character that we that we know to love.
0: And like um, I said at the top, like his voice acting was even a little different. You can notice it. Um, so I think I think they don't. They're still learning. And like pilots are where you learn, and then you evolve as you continue. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, so the next episode is Candace loses her head, and the quick summary is Phineas. I hate that autocorrect always changes Phineas's name to Phones. Phineas and Ferb (laughs) Phones and Ferb Yes Phones and Ferb make a Candace head in Mount Rushmore for her birthday and Candace in a turn of events wants to show her mom because she's happy not because she wants to bust them. Meanwhile Insurance tries to dig a hole to China but is thwarted by Perry and explodes the Candace head That's the short version
1: yeah this this episode definitely i guess both of them definitely bring up um the question of you know where is where do they live where is the tri-state area where is danville because here they're they're you know somehow driving distance away from mount rushmore um I I think I looked it up where where the creators are like I don't know it's just wherever it needs to be for a particular episode
0: and that's fair my like because in my head it was Mm -hmm. always like the tri-state area like Philadelphia New Jersey New York and then it was like Mm -hmm. somewhere in like Jersey or something it was where it was but no they're like close enough to Mount Rushmore which maybe there's a different one in the Phineas and Ferb universe it's like a closer one?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe maybe. I don't know. Or yeah, I like the idea of of the tri-state area being sort of this like quantum city that is just like yeah. it it exists wherever it needs to, that it, it, it can move with time.
0: Exactly. Like yeah. whatever
1: universe that that suggests
0: the only other theory i had was that it's like a different tri-state area between like south dakota north dakota and like nebraska or something but (laughs) i do know in the marvel one because i watched that since it was on disney plus that they're close enough to new york city because uh like there's all these like marvel stuff in new york so then they go there for a little bit but yeah so it's just wherever it needs to be for the purposes of the plot convenient writing
1: uh, so we so we start off this episode, and it's it's Candace's birthday, which I feel like this show does a lot of like, it's always someone's birthday every few episodes.
0: Yeah, no, because when the episode first started, and I realized it was Candace's birthday, I thought it was the other one where they sing "Little Brothers" to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that one, but um, this one also has our first. I completely forgot, we didn't talk about the theme song. yeah yeah the the,
1: the theme song is is definitely on on my list of songs we need to rank
0: okay but this one has our first in episode song with the candace dream song which i gave a Mm -hmm. very low score i did not (laughs) i was like this is not the potential that they have but candace wakes up from her dream and they're like we need to do something for candace and then they end up at mount rushmore
2: Yeah, I will say one of the lyrics says she wears designer shirts or sweaters. And I'm like, since when?
1: (laughs) She wears the same red shirt.
2: (laughs) It's not even a sweater, it's like a a sleeveless ta.
1: That could be
0: good. You don't know.
2: Uh, I guess. I mean, I'm not. Someone designed it,
1: a designer designed it.
2: I mean, uh, I'm not one who's like very uh, fashion forward, so uh, maybe he's got it right, but I found that to be very questionable.
1: Yeah, my other, my other question about the song, and I'll, I'll get get into later some of the specifics about the song when we talk about actually ranking the songs. Um, but there's there's one line in there that, that calls some some canon into question for me. Um, so uh, one, how much of this song is actually true? because it takes place in her dream um, because it, there's a line in there about uh, how she she has an allergy to dairy um, and and you know later later in the series we'll we'll find a different song that shows that she has a a, a much more famous allergy to in the show to to parsnips mm-hmm. um, but is she also allergic to dairy and parsnips It'd be a we'll sad see. existence We'll keep a
0: look out on that. Maybe she drinks milk in one episode or eats ice cream. I feel like oh, she eats we'll ice cream at one point. Yeah, you
1: definitely see like like her and Jeremy sharing a milkshake or something.
0: Yeah,
2: maybe uh, it's a vegan milkshake. Who hmm.
1: knows? Mr. Slushy Burger was ahead of the times. With the- <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. I mean there
0: was a whole Teen Titans it. episode that the the burgers yeah. were made out of tofu, right? Tofu. Yes. And Beast Boy <laughs> was unhinged and it was like this whole vegetarian scheme by like the bad guy and in hindsight like i feel like more people would have sided with the with the bad guy in the head episode yeah
2: yeah the bad guys were ahead of their time there so yeah they were vindicated
0: very much so
1: uh so this this episode i have significantly fewer notes on than than the last one um but they they decide you know we want to do something great for for candace's birthday because you know last year we didn't do too great and it's got this this funny sight gag of them they they made her a cake but then like a gorilla pops out of the cake yeah uh so so they they decide they're going to go to mount rushmore and and they're driving to mount rushmore and candace they're in the car and candace is excited she's like oh where are we going is it the mall and he's like, no, we're we're going to Mount Rushmore. It was Phineas and Ferb's idea. Uh, and she doesn't look happy.
0: Yeah. Um, you just said something that gave me another thought that I really like what Phineas and Ferb does with like the cutscenes. They do like these quick cutscenes and they did in the last episode with the mini roller coaster and then this one with the gorilla in the cake. And that's uh-huh. something that I always appreciated about the show. They do that really well. Oh yeah um but yeah she does not look enthused
1: and honestly i wouldn't be enthused either to look at four old white men in a wall yeah (laughs) what what 16 year old or i guess 15 year old or like even even me i don't want to go see mount rushmore i don't i don't care to see this yeah
2: yeah where is mount rushmore north dakota south dakota south
1: South Dakota. dakota
2: okay i've been to north dakota and i remember like the one memory i have of north dakota was that there was this awesome mexican restaurant that gave you that had like deep fried ice cream as a dessert that was great um but uh other than that uh i guess i could have gone to uh, mount rushmore if i wanted to but my family was like hell no
0: we're going to go
2: at this restaurant
0: mexican food in north dakota I wouldn't. That's not. That's not where I would expect Mexican restaurants to be. I mean, like obviously they're everywhere, but I was like, uh-huh. I wonder what the North Dakota like staple is. Is it probably like Midwestern food?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'd say it's probably pretty, pretty solidly Midwestern. Well, I guess North Dakota is is almost Canada at this point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but what's like Canadian food? Poutine. <laughs> Navi, teach
2: routine here. Yes, poutine, Nanaimo bars, uh, Bannock, oh. beaver tails. Uh, maple I, syrup. I, maple syrup, of course. How could I forget maple syrup? <laughs> uh, apparently, everyone thinks we drink milk from a bag, even though I'm pretty sure that's what? just an Ontario <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh. No, because apparently uh, in Ontario, uh, you can buy milk in a bag. But I've never, and everyone who's not Canadian assumes this. And I'm like, no, we get them in cartons and jugs where I'm from, I'm from Manitoba. And even when I was in Alberta for like a hot minute and by a hot minute, I mean like five months, uh, I, there was no uh, bags of milk to be sold. So I don't know who got that idea, but there are, I've never witnessed milk. In, in my America.
0: head, I just feel like it's like this brown paper bag full of milk. Is that what it's supposed to be, or is it like?
1: I think I think it's similar to how you know how like box wine is actually like wine yeah. in a bag in a box. I'm like thinking think like those blood
0: compartments that like the like little blood pouches or like those those <laughs> backpacks. Like an That's- IV, yeah. Yeah. Like an-
2: Yeah. So a uh, fun fact: people in Ontario they get IV fed their milk. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't think you knew that, so you're welcome. Uh, you learned so much on this like, podcast. Cutting edge technology.
1: We
0: learn from Phineas and Ferb, and we learn from the podcast like just big knowledge happening over here. Mm-hmm. Um, as lo- all we know is that Candace can't drink this milk, apparently,
1: right? So, we we get our first, um, well, it's, it's technically our second sighting of Jeremy, but it's the first time he actually has a name to him whenever we see him. He's on the, the Mr. Slushy Burger. Uh, worker exchange program I think is what they call it (laughs) yeah which I I guess is like how they justify that he's working at the at the Mount Rushmore um but we see Jeremy for the first time and 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 we we now know why Candace is in love with him
0: I mean like I feel like besides his looks is there anything he doesn't have a dazzling
1: personality yet I feel like he gets one later on but right he he definitely starts off pretty pretty boring
0: yeah
2: yeah just seems like a nice kid that's about it
0: Uh have either of you ever worked at like a food stand
2: no I was very lucky uh in that I have uh experience in a slightly better environment in retail but uh luckily I never had to work in fast food ever but what about you two
0: i've never worked in fast food i have worked at a restaurant though um and baseball season was very stressful because we were right next mm-hmm. to Fenway Park mm. but i've never worked at like one of these like corn dog stands or fast food like or even a dairy queen um but i know someone who has shout out to perks of being hc on twitter um will how about i
1: you? i have not worked in in fast food i worked um, the summer after my freshman year of college, I worked at a snow cone stand, um, and it was
0: so you had to make the snow cones, or had, were they I, pre-made?
1: I I made the snow cones. I, I it was it was a nice job, uh, because whenever the, the owners were very nice in the, that um, they they well so two things, it was it was owned by by this family, um, but. Basically, the only people they hired, or at least for this summer, the only people they hired outside of their family were me and my brother. Um, so, so how it would work was was I would usually have three days a week where I ran the stand, and he would have three days a week where he ran the stand. Um, and and you know we could the, the nice thing was the owners let us have all the snow cones we wanted uh, while we were working. Or while we weren't working. Um, because the 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 profit margins on those things are so huge that that like giving away a few free ones like doesn't even make a dent in in the profits Mm -hmm. that they they just let us have as much snow as we want. And it was it was probably bad for my health, but I (laughs) loved it. I loved it. Yeah.
0: Did you have a go-to flavor?
1: Um, Or did you like mix them all together? uh, my Favorite two things to mix together, or it was three things. It was it was pineapple, mango, and kiwi, those those Ooh.
2: three flavors. Ooh, I think the main story here is that Will and his brother were able to overcome nepotism, and for that, I committed. <laughs> <Yeah>. to-
0: <laughs> we love to see it. And uh, I expect some, When after we go to Disney World and do our Epcot tour, um, we need to stop by the snow cone stand if it's still functioning, get some snow cones. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> On a world tour. I love that we're you just building the snow.
2: You can compare them to your snow cones and then you can be all judgy about it if it's not up to par in yeah, your profession. Yeah, I, I,
1: of- I um, <laughs> my my brother and I, in the same way where like Subway technically calls their workers sandwich artist, uh, we called ourselves <laughs> snow cone artists while we worked there. So we I mean, were, as we were- you
0: must. <laughs> you, you were making crafts. These yeah. were artistic masterpieces we took it very
1: seriously yeah the
2: way you drizzle on the flavoring is important
1: it's it adds to
2: the experience
1: there's a science to it but it's also an art
0: yeah (laughs) see i have so much respect for people like at ice cream shops that with the froyo machines that Mm -hmm. like can do the perfect swirl and my high school had a froyo machine so i like practiced on it and then i went back there one time for like my brother had a game or something so i went back and i had just lost the art it was so Mm. exciting um alas i hope jeremy knows how to do some good froyo work though
1: yeah uh so we we get our second uh uh i know what we're gonna do today and I, i know what we're gonna do today is carve candace's face into the side of mount rushmore next to next to the four presidents who are already there and at I least guess we had I, some
0: diversity in the gender front.
1: Yeah, it's like still, it's still five white people, but at least there is a woman on on the mountain now. Yeah, I mean it, baby steps, for, right? For about for about forty five seconds, at least. Yeah. Um, I'll not to spoil my rankings too much, but uh, this is this is pretty low on my on my. I know what we're gonna do today. Rankings. I, uh i agree with that not Steven. super into the mount rushmore stuff
2: no i agree 100 uh the roller coaster one was way more impressive
0: even for navi who doesn't ride roller coasters
2: no i i, I hate roller coasters and i prefer that one so that should tell you something
0: yeah um, um but oh go ahead no go ahead uh, i was just gonna say is this where we get introduced to perry the platypus and his transporting garbage can in yeah.
1: the shoots? Yeah, so he 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 goes in the chute so he can he can be sent home and and you see him like like the the shoot intersect and yeah and he sees one of the other agents the panda uh, along the way there I think it's Peter the panda yeah um, but this this is one of my one of my favorite bits of the episode was that he you know he, he goes from Mount Rushmore all the way home uh, to get the his briefing from Major Monogram and Major Monogram says. Uh, you know, we, we found Dr. Doofenshmirtz's new lair it's inside Lincoln's head at Mount Rushmore. Uh, we know you were just there and we didn't mean to make you come all the way back here, but that was kind of poor planning on our part. You had to go all the way from Mount Rushmore back to their house just to go back to Mount Rushmore.
0: Yeah, uh, but we didn't see him, him go back through there. the tunnels. We just saw him hop into the thing because then we went back yeah. to Candace um, and she saw Phineas and Ferb at that point uh through the telescope thing because
1: yeah, other... this... sorry go ahead
0: oh because the tourists were like saying what are those kids doing on
1: there right yeah yeah this is this is another another uh round of candace gaslight watch here and it's, <laughs> it's it's one of those one of those watchers where you like pay a quarter to see through the binoculars um and and candace looks through it and she can see phineas and ferb there and she's like mom check this out and she checks it out and the time has expired so she can't see them. And then she's she, you know, fumbling around trying to pay a quarter. She pays the quarter and she can see it again. And then her mom looks in there and all of a sudden this this water geyser, old reliable, shoots up in the way. Uh, so, so she can't see it again.
0: And then as soon as she leaves, it's there. And then uh, the thing tilts up and we see Perry go in to the... Thing. There was a gag earlier that we missed. That Candace walks by, and Perry pops out of the trash can, and mm. is like,
1: "Don't, don't catch me! Don't turn around!" Yeah, yeah. Us- usually, he's like very cool about not being caught, but this this time he looks like sort of panicked about it. Don't want Candace to see him in his hat.
0: Yeah. Um. Is this no? Because then we go to Perry and he drills the hole, right?
1: Yeah, he 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 drills in into the the um into Lincoln's head, and he and he sees Doctor Doofenshmirtz. And this is this is definitely my favorite so far, and maybe one of my favorite of all of them of the. And by I means, that's yeah. where he says your your timing is impeccable, and by impeccable I mean completely peccable
0: i i feel like as a kid i had no idea what he meant but mm-hmm. <laughs> i i loved it i i loved the like switch ruin that he just made it very his own but also completely nonsensical mm-hmm. i love yeah, that I,
1: I i think the the best use of these these bits is whenever the second thing he says isn't actually a word um <laughs> <laughs> those, those are definitely my favorite and and um Completely peckable is one and, and the other one off the top of my head is, is completely canny. It says something is uncanny. uncanny. Yeah. By uncanny I mean completely canny. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that when it comes up, I suppose.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um and so his plan it's a drill So we get the innator in here, our first actual innator, because that magnet thing was not an innator. Mm. Um and then his goal is to drill to China
1: to become rich yeah, this one doesn't make sense to me either. he he's He said he wants to drill to China to so he can build a toll road and he's gonna get rich off of the toll road. And that didn't make a whole lot of sense. maybe maybe there was like a backstory that got cut out or something. Yeah. That, that would make sense why he wanted to build a toll road. But, this episode
0: but... was nine minutes and the first one was like 13. So that might be mm, possible. Yeah,
1: but but why a toll road and why China to do it are, are two big questions that don't seem to be answered.
0: Yeah. Have either of you been to China? I personally have not.
2: No, I haven't. I've been extorted to India, but uh, China, mm. I have not been to.
0: I thought you said extorted in India. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, well, What's... I mean,. <laughs> is this survivor are you being extorted
2: oh uh, yes for all my uh fire tokens uh, someone yes. on a uh, edge of extinction is uh trying to get me is out that of the what game. the
0: fire squad gets fire tokens
1: <laughs> you'll have to have to fire set badges. up a, a fire token toll road
0: Ooh. natalie anderson would still make the most out of it
1: uh so th- this is another plan where um Perry doesn't really stop Doofenshmirtz's plan so much as he saves him from his own incompetence
0: but yeah. he starts
1: to drill down he he thinks he can drill all the way to the all the way to China and he gets to like the the molten magma in the earth's core and he's like you know, I didn't think about all this molten magma down here.
2: Yeah, that yeah. was weird, because, like, he presents himself as a man of science, and, like, you learn about this ele- in elementary school. It's, like, one of the first things you learn about the planet. Yeah. How do you not take <laughs> this into account?
0: I want to see where he got his PhD from, because he's clearly a doctor.
1: He is Dr. Uh, Heinz. Super- maybe it's... I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah, we, we got to look into this. Um, but... Yeah, before we continue with that story though, because we have to finish the other story for when the magma hits the top. Uh Linda is in the shop and uh-huh. she is touching a big stick. And the guy's like, Once you touch the big stick, you gotta buy
2: the big stick. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, and his just- like
2: voice is cracking too. Like he's clearly going through like the puberty pains right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: Um, and we also get the the line from the last episode. Aren't you a little young to be uh, doing something? something?" And then he's like, never like
1: restoring a national monument.
0: Or yeah. Something like that, Love to see that the younger crowd is getting into our national history or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Candace drags Linda out. And that's after she was looking at the bobblehead, which we'll come back, but she drags Linda out. And then, uh, the Fire Squad sets up this billboard to cover what Phineas and Ferber doing. And Linda's like, huh, maybe it is better than the photos. And that's yeah, when it's I just got like
1: it. a like a poorly drawn. Well, I say poorly drawn picture. Actually, a pretty decently drawn picture of, of what's going on.
0: Yeah. That's when I thought, Candace, you should just take a photograph when you see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then Linda leaves to go purchase the big stick. And then Phoenix and Ferb finish their details and at first it's a really like disjointed thing but then they like clean mm-hmm. it up and um, it's cute
1: it's it's like that bit that that a lot of animated shows like to do where where they do like a sculpture and it's it, it looks kind of bad or it's not completely done and then they hit it one more time and everything crumbles away and it looks fantastic yeah Spongebob like definitely perfect. did that yeah I that's remember. exactly what I was thinking of
0: yeah um Navi, how would you feel if your little brother sculpted your face on the side of a Canadian monument?
2: Well, first off, I don't think he'd ever do that. He's like, as if I'd put that much effort in for you. Uh, (laughs) Relatable. uh, (laughs) uh, But I I would be somewhat moved. Um, I'm pretty sure he'd probably purposefully look uh, very unattractive, but he'd be like, but I did it for you. And of course my mother would be cooing, like, look at what your brother did. And I'd be like, can you not please? I would be very um, moved, but at the same time I would not want my face so in your face, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like the thought is better than the execution. Yeah, like, I but the,
2: don't thing know. Is, the, the thing is with my brother, he would not do it for the thought. He would do it to embarrass me, because he knows I'm not mm. about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like I, I don't need all the attention. Just just give me a gift card. That's,
2: yeah, a gift card would need. be nice. <laughs> I know, by the way, uh, uh, during the holidays, my mom was like, ooh, what gift card should I get you for like Christmas or whatever? And then I tell her, and she's like, I'm going to get you something completely different. I'm like, mm. thanks, mom.
0: <laughs> you should have just asked her for some more wine for among us yeah
2: well yeah give me a manitoba liquor and lotteries gift card thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's that's a reasonable ask in my opinion
2: yeah Um, it is
0: yeah no i don't think i would want my my, like if it was a star in the hollywood walk of fame okay but like your face up there carved like i don't want my face being up there if it was just my name that's better but
1: yeah for sure um yeah so Uh, so so here's where where you know uh perry and doofenshmirtz are are drilling away from the lava and trying not to get get caught by the i guess it's magma if it's inside the earth um but uh they're they're trying not to get not to die to this very hot rock um and this is this is where where the two storylines wrap up is is that um we have a a the lava starts to like come out of Candace's face in the rocks, and and it's it sort of like looks kind of like acne at first.
0: Yeah. Oh uh,
2: uh, yeah. Even Candace it, is like, ew, gross. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then it just kind of blows the whole thing up, and then. But only
0: Candace, not the other guys. Only,
1: yeah, on, only Candace's <laughs> part. And then the the water from the geyser shoots out, and and it cools all the lava, so so nobody can see that there was even lava there to begin with. Uh, and that's it. Everything's everything's yeah. wrapped up.
0: But in the nice change of pace for the show, Candace is actually trying to get Linda to see the the sculpture because it's a nice thing and she wants she's happy about it. And yeah. she makes Linda walk the stairs again and she's like, I already dropped the size or something like yeah Yeah, I already sure. dropped
2: half the dress size. <laughs> Why are you making me walk this much? Which yeah, was yeah. very relatable. I would have been very annoyed. Uh, Linda's been great. I forgot how good Linda's lines yeah. are.
0: We haven't had any super so fun. Oh. Yes, we did have Lawrence.
2: Oh, He yeah, went to go yeah, park the car,
0: and then he's like, "Honey, I found a great parking spot." That is a terrible accent impression, but <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: he. And then it, I like the little visual gag. He like then it zooms out and points to the little arrow that he's yeah, at the he's, back
1: of the park, so far away.
0: Yeah, and then the episode ends with a little cutscene. We get one end. last
1: one. Move over, Marvel. This is where the real <laughs> mid-credit scene is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so. Jeremy comes up to Candace, and he's like, uh, you know, I, I, I saw you were you were looking at the, the bobblehead in the gift shop. I thought you might like it. And he bought her the bobblehead and gave it to her for her birthday, which was so wow. sweet of him.
2: Yeah, it was Candace. sweet. But the thing is, she didn't want it. It was something her mom shoved in her face, was like, hey, want this? And she's like, uh, no. And I guess he saw it, and it was like, oh, she looks like she was very into that bobblehead. I should yeah. get that for her for her birthday. But of course she loves it because it's from her crush. So you know right. it'll yeah, works out.
1: She still says it's it's the best birthday ever. And I think he, even if it's not a gift that she wants, the fact that it's from Jeremy is enough for her.
0: Yeah. Um, so is that the end of the episode? That is well the end after of the episode. she
2: walks away after holding her gift, Perry like parachutes down to like oh, sort yes. of move his exit and then one, the episode cuts.
1: One last little one last yeah. little look at Perry.
0: And I just want to check our Twitter feed. We have no questions on this episode. Okay.
1: <laughs> any any last thoughts about the episode before before we get into the rankings?
0: Um, not. N- I just enjoyed this, and I like that they had the little like reasons for Karen- Candace wanting to show her mom like s- the subversion of expectations. I like that. Um, in that episode, not great songs, but we'll talk about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Moving in, moving into the categories now. Uh, so, so we have a category for for best uh, Doofenshmirtz backstories. We didn't get any backstories in this episode. Yeah, uh, but they're something we want to keep track of of later on for sure.
0: I'm excited um, for Norm also in terms of the Doofenshmirtz characters. Mm,
1: yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I also have written down the the and by I mean category, where just just keeping track, we have. And by unexpected, I mean completely expected. And by com- uh, unpeckable, I mean completely peckable. Um, two lines, which are are definitely one of my favorite parts of of Doofenshmirtz's character. Uh, so we have two songs to put into our into our song rankings. Uh, the first song, uh, I guess, it's the theme song. We're gonna we can count that as, yeah. as a song from the show. Um, what? Do, how do we feel about the theme song?
0: The theme song's a bop. Um, it's probably not going to stay at my favorite song forever because there's one that I know I have higher already and there's so many great ones. Um, but it's so catchy, so recognizable. Like everyone knows it, even if they're not like super Phineas and furb well versed. Um, so, uh, right now, it's number one for me
2: yeah I'd say it's number one for me too I didn't hate the song in the sep- second episode as much as Felipe did um but uh, some of the lyrics just made no yeah. sense and I get it was a dream sequence but still yeah. I was very uh, very unimpressed with that so uh the opening theme which is called today's gonna be a great day by bowling for, soup. for
0: soup yeah. It-
2: is is for now my number
0: one. I think I like 1985 by
1: them, but that's yeah. the name of the song, right? Yeah. The the real life band Bowling for Soup does the same song, and they also do the vo- like the singing voices of Love Handle, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, also this was written by the creators, right? The song. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I
1: think most of most of the songs were written by the creators.
0: Okay. Yeah, and not that I hate the second song, I don't want to get that go that hard against it it was just like <laughs> uh-huh. compared to what I expect from Phineas and Ferb it was oh, a little right, lacking right
1: right yeah. I, I think the, the the theme song definitely does a good job of like showing you all the different vignettes of like things they could be doing in the summer uh, it, it, it sets the tone really well for the show that like hey these these kids are smart and they can do a lot of very cool things and that's what this show's about. And then, yeah. uh, of, of course, the, the iconic line at the end of, of Candace yelling, like, Mom! Mom, Phineas and Ferb are <laughs> making a title sequence. Uh, that, is, that is a, a great line. Uh, and, yeah, I also have the theme song above the, the She's Candace dream song. Uh, I, I feel like the the dream song had a couple of things where, like, the, the songwriters just, like, wanted to show what words they could make rhyme with Candace. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, but I, but
1: I, I, I did weird. appreciate that bit where like she's like the venus de milo except she's not armless and handless and this is what yeah, i think was...
2: at one point they compared her to a praying mantis
0: yeah yeah but like i feel like the goofiness translates into the songs of the show which is something i'm excited to definitely, get to more definitely um, um
1: sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna
0: say what's next <laughs>
1: Uh, After song rankings, I've got innator rankings, ranking the best doofenshmirtz evil schemes.
2: I mean, drillinator is number one. I mean, magnetism, magnetator, whatever it was called, uh, didn't even have innator in it. So immediately it's on the bottom of the rankings for me personally. I don't know how you fellas feel, but.
0: I agree with Navi 100%. Like Just by virtue of it not being a true innator, it can't be number one. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I have it flipped for now just because I, I don't, the, the drilling to China plan is so, so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm ranking thinking of it a little bit more on like the plan as a whole yeah. versus just the machine. Um, and both of them are very dumb mm-hmm. plans, but, but the, the magnetic foil ball, I think I remember is a little bit more iconic, but I, Eventually, both of these are going to end up pretty low on my rankings, I think. But Agreed. But I have I have the, the magnetism magnifier just slightly higher.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the whole wrapping the tinfoil on the eastern seaboard is a pretty dumb idea. And like buying the entire city's tin uh, aluminum foil or aluminium, yeah. if that's how you pronounce it, is a pretty out there idea. Just I had to
1: take a lot of time for him to cover all those buildings yeah did he do that
2: all by himself just hand wrapping it all or did he have another innator to help him with that
1: a norm that well that that see that would have been a a fun innator to watch if 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 the innator was the thing that did all the tinfoil wrapping that that would be like top of the rankings that's that's a funny a funny machine
0: yeah i know i agree that would have been more interesting to watch but then how do we how do we get the roller coaster out of there
1: yeah that's true it's that's that's really the the main purpose all of yeah. these machines serve is that they're eventually going to be the thing that that cleans up phineas and Ferb's plan
0: yeah i wonder what the writing process was like if they came up with the how we clean the if they come up with the phineas and Ferb plot line first and then it's like how do we clean up their mess and then how does that tie into do i would be interested to like ask one of the writers that if i had that opportunity
1: definitely definitely uh so after the inada rankings we have the the i know what we're gonna do today rankings where we're 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 comparing uh just the things that phineas and ferb do uh what are what are the sort of the the coolest things or some of the some of the lamer things that they do
2: well uh, i think i've made my uh opinion well known already uh the roller coaster uh is the one that's on top for me personally but felipe carry on my friend uh, i was
0: gonna say the same thing the roller coaster seems more exciting to be a participant in creating and to be um like involved with in participating in after it was created like what are you going to do? Just look at the face? Oh, it's I those- wouldn't be
2: interested in participating in it after. Yeah.
0: To be fair though, I feel like I would be better at something artistic than something engineering based with the roller okay. coaster. I feel like I would definitely mess something up, but I think the roller coaster was more fun as a concept.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I, I also have roller coaster as my number one and and mount rushmore as my number two and and maybe for a while they're, they're those two things are both going to be near the top and bottom respectively as as we start adding more things to the list
0: yeah um in terms of episode rankings is that what you have next
1: yeah the last thing i have is is episode rankings so we're ranking the whole the whole episode as a whole how does it all tie together which which would we rather watch again
0: so are we splitting it into two, like the roller coaster and then the yeah, other one. Yeah. Okay. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm breaking each, each okay. half episode. I might
0: go with a hot take. I think I, and I can be swayed. I definitely can be swayed, but I think I'd rather watch the Candace loses her head one, maybe because I had higher expectations for the roller coaster one. And uh-huh. I, I always remembered Phineas being kind of a grumpy cat, even as a kid in that episode. He's not the Phineas that I knew. Um, but then I felt like this one had kind of more of the Phineas and Ferb elements that I liked. like, like. Easily the innator is a big thing to look at, but I feel like Isabella was more involved uh, with her fire squad. Um, I feel like we got Jeremy in there. I feel like this one is more encapsulating of a regular Phineas and Ferb experience. And the other one is still trying to find its footing. And that's not to like take away from it because it's a great episode as well. But I think if I had to pick, I put the second one higher than the first.
1: That is surprising to me.
2: Yeah, that is too. I personally would rank roller coaster higher than Candace loses her head because while it, uh, Candace loses her head does introduce the Drillinator and all that. And I do think that plan was much more uh, plausible than the tinfoil thing. I just couldn't bring myself to care about the Phineas and Ferb story, the Candace storyline, and the Doofenshmirtz uh, Perry the Platypus storyline were fine, but I just couldn't care about. I couldn't care less about the making the monument for Candace. I just found the roller coaster segment uh, be more compelling and more interesting for me personally.
0: Yeah, I will say for me, I think the Phineas and Ferb storyline is often like three out of three, and it's usually the pair of the platypus and Doofenshmirtz or Candace being like one and two. They switch. So like, as much as I love Phineas and Ferb as a duo and love seeing what they do, if it's just them or even them and Isabella, it's a lot less compelling than like Candace. And like, cause I feel like Candace is more cartoony and zany and there's a mm-hmm. lot of more stuff to do. And they're just kind of like the straight men in this world.
2: Yeah. So. And uh, some of the aforementioned characters that we spoke about earlier, um, like Bulgey and Buford, like they'll kind of come along and bring their own sort of uh, personalities and how they, Phineas and Ferd play off them. I think that could help what their yeah. storylines. Mm-hmm. But for now, it uh, they it doesn't do it for me as much as the Candace uh, storyline or the Doofenshmirtz Perry the Platypus storyline.
0: No, that's totally fair.
1: Yeah, I think I think in my personal rankings I'm also going to put Roller Coaster a little bit ahead of Candace Lizard. If if only for for the line about yelling at cheese. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh that was a good line. I, I I think that was the the funniest line in the whole half hour. Uh, is is the line about yelling at cheese um so I'm, I'm gonna put that one that one at the top for now
0: yeah part of me also just wanted to like say i felt like you were gonna go with the roller coaster so i'm like let me just throw something out there like be a little different and have yeah, some I mean, share some love for the other one yeah. i can be convinced like i said but
1: what what is what is the show if we're all agreeing on everything
0: Agre- <laughs> i was about to say agreed and then i changed my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um Anything else that we have to settle today with this episode? Let me go look what the next episode is.
1: Uh, the next one uh, next week is the Fast and the Phineas slash Lawn Gnome Beach Party.
0: Is the Fast and the Phineas the one with the cows?
1: Uh, this is the one with the race cars. Uh, okay. they, they turn their mm-hmm. mom's car into like a giant remote control oh, race yes. car. Oh, yes. And
0: Candace has to practice driving.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Can't
2: wait.
0: Oh, and we can talk about parallel parking because I remember that's like stressed me out before i took the test and then
1: i'll tell you about my drivers we'll get into all the great driving test stories next week
0: yes um does anyone have anything else to say like any plugs before anything else on this episode do we want to do plugs
1: i i think we're we're ready to shift into the end here
0: okay uh will do you have anything exciting that you want to plug
1: um why well, I, I guess just just before before i plug myself if you want to leave the show any feedback yes um, uh, now but now that you have a week in advance of what we're going to record um, um please leave leave some feedback for us uh so we can we can answer questions if yes. you have thoughts about the fast and the phineas or Long known beach party or just the show in general
0: or even these episodes uh, we, if you have commentary uh, on stuff that we didn't hit Oh, definitely Um, so we have a Twitter at whatcha doing pod and that's whatcha W H A T C H A doing D O I N. If you're a Phineas and Ferb fan, you would probably get how it's spelled, but I remember I even messed it up trying to set up the Twitter handle and email. (laughs) So, um, so whatcha doing pod on Twitter and then whatcha doing pod at gmail.com is our handles.
1: Yeah. Um, or you can just
0: hit us up wherever you yeah if you want to find
1: us send it to us too then that that works as well yes um so yeah if 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 we want to do individual plugs uh, i'm i'm on all major social media at davis comma will you can find me find me on there
0: yes uh navi what about you
2: uh, I guess the best place to find me is on Twitter. I'm at, cause I'm Navi. Let me see if I can spell this correctly. <laughs> C-A-U-S-E-I-M-N-A-V-I, I think is how you spell it. Oh, well, just search up Navi. I'm sure you'll find me. I'm like standing beside some sports trophy, even though I could not care about sports. But mm-hmm. that is my, uh, my Twitter handle.
0: Yes, and you can find me on Twitter at FleepTweets. Tweets. My old Twitter handle is so much better. And curse you whoever took it from me um but that's huh? f-l-e-e-p tweets um you can also listen to my other podcast the brazilian dragon podcast tonight we're going to be recapping scooby-doo in arabian nights it's a very racist movie we're going to cover oh no we're going to cover all that and roast it it's also a movie that's very all over the place so join us for that discussion with kate on our continuing series scooby snacks and chats um and yeah just follow the what you're doing podcast everywhere um and i also if you listen to Renap, uh i'm in the last five minutes where i plugged to this Yay! podcast there you go okay. um, a real
1: real recursive plug there you plug you plug this there and the, and and that here yes people but, just if if people just always take your recommendations they'll just be listening to these two podcasts over and over exactly
0: yeah <laughs> but uh with that being said uh any final thoughts on anything life
1: think i'm good see y'all next week yes
0: see you should we leave people with a hashtag uh scream at cheese oh yeah hashtag
1: hashtag yell at cheese
0: yell at cheese uh and yeah just tag us and we'd love to hear your thoughts um until next time goodbye
2: bye There's 104 days of summer vacation Then school comes along just to end it So the annual problem for our generation Is finding a good way to spend it Like maybe Building a rocket or fighting a mummy Or climbing up the Eiffel Tower Discovering something that doesn't exist Or giving a monkey a shower tidal waves, creating nanobots Or locating Frankenstein's brain It's over here! Finding a dodo bird, painting a continent, or driving our sister insane. idiot As you can see, there's a whole lot of stuff to do before school starts this fall. Come on, Barry. So stick with us, cause Phineas and Ferb are gonna do it all. So stick with us, cause Phineas and Ferb are gonna do it all. Mom, Phineas and Ferb are making a title sequence.